Welcome to the Authentic Embodiment Podcast, a place where we can unlock our soul's highest potential for expansion and embodiment. Well, hello, hello, stranger. Or if it's your first time tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Authentic Embodiment Podcast. It has been quite some time since I recorded my last episode. I actually went back and looked, and it's been six months. So I think it was definitely time. And I am really excited to share what came through for me in today's episode. And I just, as as a, an invitation before you really dive into this episode that's about to play, just allow me a little bit of grace. I did record this episode on my professional uh, clip mic, but I was in my car, so there definitely is a little bit of ambience of uh, road noise and a little bit of rattling in my car, so I apologize. So I appreciate your patience and your kindness in listening to this episode. And I had a question submitted. As I've said before, if you go to my website, which is authenticembodiment.org and click the podcast tab, if you scroll down to the bottom, there is an option to leave any questions that you have that you would like for me to answer on the next episode or a place where you can leave feedback. And I've received some few beautiful nuggets of feedback, which I am so gratefully appreciative for. And I've also received a question, actually two questions in the same realm about podcast guests. And if I would be interested in having one of them on an episode as a guest to interview, and if I was planning on having any podcast guests. And yes, yes, I would absolutely love to have some podcast guests and have some really juicy and expansive interviews happen on any array of topics that really help us step into our highest and most authentic embodiment. So since I am currently off of social media until I don't really have an end, end or a time frame for this period to be lasting, but I'm kind of setting in the container of six months to a year and I've already passed the six month mark. So we'll probably propel that to a year, which would be September of this year. And so, yeah, once I start getting back into social media realm and I'm able to actually share um, podcast guests that are on and advertise them and really invite people to come in and listen to these beautiful nuggets and wisdom um, that my guests would potentially be sharing. I don't really plan on having guests until I get to that point. I just don't think it would be fair to have somebody on and and for them to share not only their wisdom, but for the time and the energy that they have brought into this container and onto an episode. If I am not in a space where I just am, am able to share with the world and invite them to come in and listen, because I don't really have the ability to be marketing and advertising um, podcast guests and any interviews that I do unless I am on social media and I am showing up and posting those things and sharing those things. So if there are any specific topics um, that you would love to hear about, um, any type of uh, healers, 
mentors, any um, people with specific knowledge and different realms or expertise, let me know. Drop it in the comments on this podcast. You can head over to my website and drop it in my feedback or questions form on my podcast tab. I'm open for all of it. But yes, I have just started plugging into a beautiful container of women who have so many beautiful gifts to share. And I'm really looking forward to the opportunity of collaborating and interviewing with so many beautiful people, not just women. I'm not interested in just women, but I am currently plugged into a platform of conscious creating women, goddesses, priestesses, witches, healers, all of it. And I'm really excited to keep diving in deeper and cultivate some beautiful, meaningful connections and have these wise divine feminine women on some podcast episodes of mine, but I absolutely invite the divine masculine into this realm and into the space and would love to be able to interview some really potent, potent healers and weavers um, within the masculine realm. So yeah, that is just my response to some of the questions or the two questions that have come through on my uh, podcast submission landing page. And um, yeah, if you if you have a message in your heart, some wisdom you would like to share and you would like to weave with me in this platform and collaborate with me, I absolutely welcome you to reach out to me. I would love to hear from you and I would love to pick your brain and dive in deep and potentially have you on this podcast. So if that speaks to you, you can drop me an email at authentic embodiment at gmail.com and you can still head over to my website and reach me through my contact form or the podcast page as well. So without further ado, Thank you so much for listening to this really long intro. It's just been six months, so <laughs> I didn't think that I just wanted to dive right into the episode without saying hello and answering the questions that have come through within this period. So without further ado. Hello, hello, beautiful, beloved ones. I am so happy to be here sharing on this platform on my podcast again I want to as a disclaimer apologize for any of the ambience the background noise that you're hearing I have my professional uh, clip mic on me but I'm still in my car so you may hear blinkers some road noises this is a driving share of my thoughts, my musings, and my inner workings, and an effort to be my most authentic and embodied self. I'm keeping it real, and how I record, too. It's not all beautiful and glossy and cut and trimmed and edited and um, just fed fed to the masses in the most perfect form, so... Here I am, and it's it's been a while, and um, you know I've mentioned this in another podcast or two, but I, if you don't know, or whether you do know, I am I'm in the throes of taking a lengthy um, time away from social media, and at first I decided on 
three months and I was like, me, I'm not quite ready to go back. I just started having some big awarenesses about things happening in my life and I was really starting to dive into some really big shadows and processes, um, processes and um, this kind of all was coming to a head around Thanksgiving and I mean, I'm sorry, Christmas time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, if I'm being honest. And so within that time frame, um, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I had some deep, uh, deep wounds in relation to my family line and my lineage. And it was all just divinely timed and synchronistic because I was reading this book and I was really diving into a lot of podcasts around shadow work and healing the family line and um, just different family dynamics, um, you know, lack of emotional regulation, emotional dumping, enmeshment, etc. And really seeing that being reflected back into how my direct family um, sister, brothers, mother, father, grandparents, just that sort of immediate bloodline embodies any negative aspects in myself included. And in that, I started really unpacking that and seeing what I have allowed and what I'm not allowing. And the biggest reflection to me is that I put a lot of blame on a lot of family dynamics, um, you know, we, we are conditioned and programmed at a very young age and we carry a lot of those beliefs, those programmings, those habits, those patterns, um, they're, they're just passed through the line, through our genes, through our bloodline, we are cut from the same cloth and there's so many things that I've been trying to break free from patterns, habits, coping mechanisms, how I regulate and handle my thoughts and emotions, big feelings, unwanted thoughts. And I, I've caught myself really working to transcend those in my own realm while simultaneously still judging and shaming family members for still carrying those codes, still carrying those belief systems, those habits, um, those conditionings. So while I've been doing the work to unpack that and, and alchemize that, really find the lessons and the gifts within these challenges, within these, within these things that have been passed through the line to me, while simultaneously judging others who have either passed these on to me or who received them like I did. And I'm realizing, uh, I don't know the exact quote, so I am paraphrasing a bit, but in A Course in Miracles, they reference about to release instead of bind, for thus you are set free. And whenever we're judging somebody and they have a sword over their head for maybe whatever we're judging them for, or maybe we're judging them for, you know, being judgmental. But in turn, if we're judging a person for being judgmental, let's say there's a sword over their head for their grievance 
or that shadow that they're living out or their wounding that they're projecting. I mean, really, we're holding a sword above our own head by judging another person. We can't, there's not room for growth when we judge somebody for judging another. I feel like that's really the true definition of a hypocrite, isn't it? To judge somebody um, or have ill feelings or um, see a polarity in the way somebody is doing something when you're in fact doing the same thing, even if it looks different, even if it's not the same experience, you're not doing the same exact thing, you're just carrying the energy of the thing that they're doing in a different way. And so as I've been unpacking that, I have been seeing where I can be more in integrity with my word, with my emotions, with my energy. If I, if I am studying my relationships, not just family, not just friends, not just romance, but all, all, all relationships, if I am setting up this container to have with certain needs, certain values to be met, to be upheld, then I should in turn be meeting that level of quality and that level of care and how I weave myself in these relationships, right? So after I had this big awareness of really how I show up in relation to my own relationships, we are, we are, as human beings, we are set up for connection. We thrive in connection. We thrive in relationships where we feel supported, where we feel seen, where we feel heard, where we feel acknowledged, where we can share deep, meaningful connections, joyful, playful connections that, that matters. We thrive on it. We know that it it serves us and supports us in, in this human lifetime and in, in this existence and form. And so after I had this big awareness and I really sat with, especially around the holiday when we're around so many family members, I just really decided to take that time to be with, while I had this knowing, this gnosis, sit with my with my family, sit with my friends, sit with my partner, sit with my daughter and really see when I'm feeling triggered, what do I do? Do we, do I project onto that person and say, well, you know, they said this, so that's why I'm feeling angry or while I'm, why I'm feeling disappointed or agitated or, or whatever the, the felt emotion is. A lot of times we feel something and we don't really allow ourselves a full pause. I speak on my own personal accord for sure, but we we don't allow ourselves the time to really be with our own uncomfortable feelings and we, we just want to find a place to put them. And we're so acclimated to many times just projecting that that big that big emotion that's behind whatever triggered us that we're not really sitting with the trigger itself. We're just sitting with our reaction and not necessarily having an awareness of what's beyond or underneath what are the roots of that trigger what is the what is the poison that is carrying to the surface of your existence that's causing this this reaction this trigger and so i allowed myself to just be in it literally be in the shit of my emotions when i was feeling triggered 
when I was feeling activated instead of asking a person, don't, you know, please don't speak that way or I'm fine, I can do this myself or whatever the thing is that activated me, insert all the miscellaneous examples there. I just, I really had to sit with myself and it was really uncomfortable and I realized a human condition and not not that I just see this in my life only, I, I see this in many of my relationships and just... In, in human interactions, when we feel triggered, we a lot of times we either close down, shut shut down, if you will. In, in that exchange, maybe we put up a wall or we put up a boundary. And sometimes what we think is a boundary is actually a wall because we don't want to feel that trigger. We don't want to feel said negative emotion. We just don't want to feel it. So we think that we're putting up a safe boundary, but really we're putting up a wall that's preventing us to truly feel what's beneath that initial activation, that initial trigger. And I allowed myself to just sit with what's beyond, what's beyond my trigger instead of feeling the need to either A, close down and shut down and put up walls or barricades, or maybe not even put up a wall, just shut down and check out or to project the opposite spectrum where we just kind of either spew or speak what we think is our firm opinion, but really we're just in a state of ego reactivity and we're really not allowing ourselves the time and space to sit with the fullness of how we feel in that exact moment. And in turn, we, we, we need to put it somewhere else outside of ourselves because it's, it's too uncomfortable, it's too upsetting um, to carry, uh, defeating, depressing, sad, whatever it is. And I've realized that's that's a default for me. And that's also a default I see in many other people. I catch that this state of reactivity where we, where we react or we close or we take it right. Just try to be easy breezy and let it roll off our shoulders. But then, but then we call somebody or we plug in with somebody, we connect with somebody to, to share that set activation, to share that trigger and, and in turn reactivate the emotional response that we felt in that moment when we were triggered by another. So instead of going directly to the source, we in turn keep the energy alive by sharing it with another. And a lot of times we share with others so we can unload and get off our chest these deep feelings we're having, not necessarily getting assistance or advice or feedback or insight. We just wanting to vent and unload and get it off our shoulders, but not necessarily diving into the depths of what lies beyond those triggers or underneath those triggers what wounding is that tapping into what what experience is that triggering if somebody says something maybe it's triggering um, an experience you've had with a family member who talked down to you or who always made you feel like you weren't good enough or weren't worthy and we don't really we don't really want to unpack our trigger and really sit with the fullness of what's beyond that and a lot of the times what's beyond that or underneath that is deep wounding is sometimes not even wounding it's just things that we weren't even conscious of maybe it's bad habits like I, you know, for instance, I have had a habit throughout my life of cutting people off and interrupting them because my mother did that to me. And I also felt like I wasn't really seen or heard because of that. So I grew up feeling like I needed to insert my opinion as an adult because I didn't really feel heard when it came to my own beliefs and own opinions. Um, and 
So once I set with a trigger like that to see what's underneath it and really unpack it, I was able to really be with myself. And what I learned in that being with myself is that number one, when you're in it, I think we can all agree, but it fucking sucks. Nobody wants to really, nobody, nobody is like, Hey, you know what I'm going to do today? Today feels like a great day. I'm just going to dive into the depths of my wounds and traumatic experiences that I've carried with me from childhood. This will be fun. (laughs) No one really wants to or joyfully approaches these experiences. And when I decided to really dive into it and unpack it, the realization that I had was this was an opportunity to really give myself the things, whether it was the fathering or the mothering I needed, I was able to give myself that from this seat of awareness. I don't mean like, you know, coddle myself and physically hold myself. Not that that isn't incredibly nourishing and healing in itself, but I was able to separate that wounded self isolate and and break it down to maybe not a specific moment in time, but an area in my life where that wounding really manifested and was seated within me so deeply that I, I carried it within me to where I'm now as an adult. And I was really able to sit with that, those experiences, that, that moment, that awareness I had in a younger version of myself while simultaneously zooming out from my lens of awareness, where I'm planted now as an adult. And I could see that some of that energy lives in me still. No, maybe it's not, um, maybe it's not as emotionally immature as I was whenever I was, you know, six, seven, eight, etc. But I'm able to see how I was feeling and how those feelings may be amplified because I didn't have I didn't have the tools to regulate my emotions in a healthy way or to process my feelings and my thoughts in a healthy and conducive way. So from where I sit now, from my current lens of awareness, I was able to see, wow, this experience or these, these experiences ended up making me feel this way because of it. As a result of these experiences, I felt not seen, not heard not valued, like my opinion and my beliefs weren't important or were not as important. They were inferior. And I always kind of grew up resonating with older kids. Um, I loved having deep conversations and I just, I always hit a block where people would be like, oh, you're just a kid. You're still so young. You're just immature. And I always wanted to grow up so fast because I felt like I was invalidated a lot because I always felt a little bit older than I really was um, mentally and emotionally. And so I can see now, I can separate that woundedness of not feeling seen, heard, uh, valued, important, worthy. I can see that now from my seat of awareness and know that that was just me craving validation so deeply from other people that I just, I absolutely, I needed, I needed to be validated. I needed validation. I craved it. It was like a drug because I didn't, I didn't quite get that the way that my heart really desired and really honestly needed as a child. I, I really, I didn't realize that I was people pleasing so much to the extent 
that I was completely unaware of it. And it wasn't people pleasing where I was a pushover and people walked all over me. It's not that I was allowing people to walk all over me. It's just that I always, I would always overshare. I would talk too much and I still do. <laughs> and it's something I'm working through. This is, this is a process and it's, it's called a practice, a spiritual practice, a personal, personal development practice for a reason. It's a little bit better each day and day by day and realizing the depth of this validation wound where I just need to tell people things because I want them to be proud of me. I want them to see me. I want them to acknowledge me. When I just thought that I, I, I'm being supported by other people, I really was just reaching out to them to emotionally vomit all over them so they could validate me. And I just wanted the attaboy and the good jobs and I would get off the phone and realize I spent 45 minutes talking about something that lit me up because I just, it's like I'm trying to sell people. I'm trying to sell people on me so I can, so they can validate me. They're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Great job. Or that adds, that make that's valuable to me. So I'm so proud of you. And it's taking me a lot to really separate how I've carried that wound here and how from my state of awareness now I can say, oh, I see you. I see you young, innocent Kyra, just trying to find your place in the world and work hard to be good enough to be worthy to be valued because then once you're valued by other people once you're loved once you're deemed worthy once you are validated by other people you made it you made it you've reached the highest point in your life and as I said in the beginning taking this this deep deep pause from social media has really opened a portal for me to number one be with you know 75% less distraction and really be in a state of enrichment by enrichment it's kind of bittersweet because it, it's it feels shitty it feels heavy it feels hard it feels isolating but it absolutely, absolutely adds value to my life. And from where I'm at now, I'm able to, more memories are unlocking as, I, as I'm able to kind of decode and decipher, you know, what, what has been dormant in my unconscious and how I've carried certain habits and patterns and beliefs and coping mechanisms throughout this, this time frame that is my life, that is my existence as I'm able to bring more attention into these places, I'm able to alchemize them. I'm able to find the gifts within these shadows. And as I'm able to unpack and peel back the layers and unlock these things and find the gifts within them and integrate that, really spend some time with what's come through and not just say, aha, I have this awareness, but to really fully integrate okay I see where I have a choice now I see where I don't need to reach out and tell somebody about something great that I did I don't need to prove my worthiness to somebody and I can really pause and instead of being in a space of closing instead of being in a place of reactivity instead of being in a place of reaching out and trying to find that validation other people I can really pause and be with myself and and find the really the really beautiful golden nuggets of insight and clarity that come from what I am unpacking and 
I have been in the process of really unlocking so many more memories and experiences of things that have happened to me in my lifetime since then. And I honestly, I honestly didn't have a lot of awareness of childhood memories. I know, I know many people that remember many memories of their childhood. I also know people that don't carry many memories of their childhood. And I do believe that well, it's not just a belief that this is, this is the truth of the reality that, you know, trauma is stored in our body. There's a beautiful book that breaks down all of the science and it's called The Body Keeps Score. And even if we forget the memory, the trauma is stored in our body so that that traumatic memory is stored within our body. Even if, even if our body, even if our neurological, our nervous system and our neurological system has blocked this memory as a, a means of uh, self-preservation, right? When our, when our fight or flight response is so activated and our adrenals are so fatigued, our body instills another response that just helps us completely block and forget these traumatic experiences. And as I'm moving through different layers and unpacking these experiences and really reflecting them having them being reflected back to where I'm at now and how I'm carrying aspects of them, I'm able to keep diving in fuller and fuller and fuller into the depths of my own wounding and my own shadows. So this is the process I've been in. This is where I've been at. And every time I thought I was ready to dive back into social media, I just, it's like I just keep unpacking another layer and another layer and another layer. So, as I share all of these musings about where I'm at currently and just keeping it real, (laughs) keeping it real about the human experience, Um, you know, lately a few of my wonderful, most closest people in my life have uh, shined a light shine an awareness really on how how I guess just how we perceive where people are in comparison to us right we think other people are in a uh, better mental place than we are or they're more spiritually advanced or they've got something more figured out than we do and so I just want to share that I don't I definitely 100% don't have it figured out and I like to uh, quote Reverend Brianna Lynn uh, in saying that I'm just here talking a whole bunch of stuff about <laughs> things I know nothing about <laughs> and in hopes that my journey, my truth with a capital T and the revelations and the insight and the shifts that have completely allowed me to transcend and to grow and to expand, shine reflect back something in you just open up a a tiny little keyhole or a a door sized portal in your awareness of of the knowing that we're all in it and life is always unfolding as I've been on this spiritual path for I say spiritual path but it's been it's been ebbing and flowing baby (laughs) you know when I started really kind of diving into I really started my practice with learning about Buddhism And, you know, I should actually record a podcast. 
really kind of tapping and diving into that um, where I got my footholds. And I, but I, I just a, just as a, some side notes, we'll make it you know not to go into a deep dive about that. But I, I got my kind of roots in learning about Buddhism and the monkey mind, the wandering mind, and being the witness of your thoughts. And then I started uh, weaving in some Kundalini breath work and reading Gabby Bernstein and Marianne Williamson. Read me to a course in miracles, and boom, here we are. There's been lots of lots of different teachings and modalities I've learned since then, but I've really had the intention to meditate and develop a meditation practice, a daily practice, since 2014. And it took me until September of last year, so September of 2021, to actually start. Not like lock it in, but start take the first step to making it every single day and I meditated every single day for 125 days and then I realized I was becoming codependent that if I didn't meditate in a day then I I wasn't as good I wasn't as worthy or my day is just going to be absolute garbage and I realized I'm using my meditation practice to validate me and so I gave myself some gaps and it was really hard because I realized that I was addicted to the feeling I got whenever I was you know, coming through meditation practice and such, how I felt after that, but I realized I was becoming dependent on that experience. Although I 1000% believe that it absolutely can make or break the quality of my day, it's the fact that I became dependent on it. I absolutely thought if I did not meditate, my day is automatically going to be garbage. And so really in the last, uh, So it's been since September. And so I've been anchoring this in for about seven months now of meditating. And I'm back to meditating every day. But I've allowed myself to transcend the attachment that I was placing on how my day would or wouldn't be if I did or didn't meditate. And so um, that has also really been a big catalyst for allowing me to unpack these deep, deep things. So... I'm saying all these things to say this, that I wanted to really just end this in this episode by if this really speaks to you, if you're in a place of really feeling triggered or you're just you're really becoming aware of your own wounding and, and, and in relation to anyone, it doesn't just have to be family, it can be friends, it can be it can be your partner, it can be ex-romantic partners, um, children, beyond, it doesn't, there's just so many, there's so many relationships we form in our lifetimes, but my, if this speaks to you, then I share this from my heart, and my invitation to you is to find what resonates with you in the form of a daily devotional practice, something that you can devote to, to really be still. It could be walking out in nature and just listening to some meditation music, maybe some binaural beats. It can be taking a long bath and and just being in silence in your bathtub and, and just staring at a candle flame and candle scrying or fire scrying. It can be when you're running. It can be when you're planting. It can be when you're hanging from your aerial silks. It doesn't, there's not a one size fits all, but for me, I, I, really gotten intentional and created just the most magnificent altar I could have ever dreamed of and coming to that altar every day and and 
and paying gratitude to my angels and my guides and my ancestors and and calling in the support that I need in that moment for whatever the thing is. Maybe I need some more peace in my life. Maybe I need to be more productive. Maybe I want more grace, more ease, more compassion, more understanding, whatever it is, just asking, really connecting to my guides and and being being in a space of, of devotion, not only with them, but with myself, with capital S. So that way I can really... I can really be with myself in stillness and allow what's meant to come through and to come up to do so, so that I'm in a space of presence to really be with my feelings, to really unpack them, and to not feel the need to reach outside of myself to shift the energy, just to be with it. I think that we're all so addicted to wanting to be joyful and wanting to be happy like we're, we're addicted to that chase of seeking constant happiness constant joy constant freedom but that's not the reality of life life is the yin and the yang it is the duality of darkness and light of of good and bad positive and negative of pain and suffering and joy and ecstasy that is the experience of life and you know so my my invitation is just to really find something that feels like a full fuck yes to you and have it to the best of your ability to be something that you do when you wake up and it doesn't matter if you wake up at 2 a.m it doesn't matter if you wake up at 2 p.m it doesn't matter if it's 6 a.m it doesn't matter if it's 8 p.m whatever that time is whenever you rise Find something that you can really be with yourself. No phones, no distractions, unless you're using it for meditation purposes, like an app or a meditation track or music, just to really be with yourself. And when you are triggered in a moment, like let's say it's a family member, for instance, you're triggered by your mother or father in a moment. And instead of either reacting to them and unloading that reactivity on them, just really being with your own feelings. How does how this making you feel? Where do you feel it in your body? Does any memory or does any anything come to the surface? Um, any past memories? Any past feelings? Does anything come to the surface in that realm? And then just allowing yourself to be with it. Journal if you must. Journal if you must. Write out your feelings. If you're angry and feeling reactive and you don't feel like you're ready to just move that energy through you, then I just invite you by, by me sharing it with the person or having a conversation, I invite you to just sit with your feelings and journal. I ask that feeling, you know, that I ask this trigger, I ask this wound to write to me and through me what I am meant to know in this moment or what my soul needs to know, what my heart needs for healing. Just call upon that thing and really sit with our feelings. We, we're so uncomfortable sitting with our feelings sometimes and not that it's all the time when we're happy it's easy to sit with our feelings but when we're activated or triggered or sad or feeling heavy it's kind of hard to sit with them so when we really allow ourselves the time and space and the grace to sit with our uncomfortable feelings our woundings our traumas our triggers that come to the surface and we allow them to unfold we can really get to the root of why is this even triggering me in the first place so being able to witness in real time, so instead we, we come to a sense of being responsive, right? Where we have a responsibility, our, our ability to respond instead of reactivity, our ability to react. And that's really where the true, full medicine lies. 
the true full medicine lies. So this is my invitation to you to, if this rings true for you, if this speaks to you in this current reality, in this moment, to slow down, to find to find what really resonates with you and in, in a way to be devotional, a way to really come home to yourself, to really come home to yourself, to be with yourself, to hold your own emotions, to unpack your emotions and to open up a portal, a container and a catalyst for growth and expansion. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning into my musings and my shares. I hope this podcast episode was easy to listen to, although I was driving with my mic clipped on to me. But thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. I see you. I honor you.